<sighs> Here we go again. It's Monday, baby. Welcome to LFG 1904 show. It's your boy B Graf. Yeah! I'm joined by Dustin. Rafa's out there working. How was your weekend, Jabron Malone? I worked. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I called I was, you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, this fucking prick. He's <laughs> like, yeah, so how's it going? I said, what the fuck do you mean? It's a Sunday. I'm at work. Get the fuck out of here. Don't <laughs> ever talk to me like that again. Well, it was prefaced like, well, what'd you do all day? Oh, I watched football I and hung out with people. Oh, cool. I was like, well, how was your day? And he was like, I'm at fucking work. How do you think it's going? And I'm like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Yeah, I'm at the real job. The real job. The yeah. fucking, the bread and butter for now. Yeah, fucking Zen, you piece of shit sponsorship. Not yeah. <laughs> Still waiting you know, Perrier yeah. and Zen yeah. to come through with a check. Yeah, it's like, fucking re- God. redonkulous, homie. Straight up. Man, we got a fucking badass guest. Uh, we, sh- we shared, well, if you're listening to the podcast that's live right now, uh, we were talking about our guests that we're having on for these next couple weeks. And uh, let me tell you something, guys. We got a good one on today. Let's go ahead and bring them on. We got Alex from Keychain Collective. What's going on, man? Hey, dude. What's going on? Keychain Collective. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, uh. Come on, baby. Yeah, you know the fucking deal. Man, he gave us some cool ass swag, too. Oh, he's going to be leaving laced up. He's not going to need another buy another oh, shirt yeah. for a year. <laughs> yeah, no Straight shit. up. Hell yeah. <laughs> dude, so you slid up on our inbox when we literally initially kicked off this clothing brand, which come to find out. I think was the beginning of your company as well. Yeah, yeah. I you guys are one of my day one wood <laughs> keychain clients. Wow, that I feels think, so good. I just got chicken skins. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I think. <laughs> did you, hey, did all you big names hear that? <laughs> <laughs> we did it first. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think I had only been making the wood keychains under KC for maybe two or three months. And that was when I th- think I hit you guys up because I know you guys were really new at the same time. Oh, too. yeah. Sure. Like you guys had just started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I've been around the Harley industry and motorcycles and everything for basically ever. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys popped up and bam, slid into that DM real quick. Absolutely, dude. And it, as soon as Dustin sent us the chat, he's like, yo, this guy just hit us up and he does killer work. Let's put this logo on a fucking keychain. Yeah. Yeah. And we fucking ran with it. And then. That was like, gr- I was very impressed. I was like, dude, he's just fucking shoot the shot as much as possible. And I've been doing that a lot lately with, since now that we're doing screen printing, it's just like fucking getting out there. Like, Hey, who does your shirts? Who does your shirts? Who oh, does your shirts? Dude, I got a whole, I mean, I've taught people. I got a whole system of sliding into the DMS appropriately. Woo. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I do almost zero paid advertising for my company and it is all DMS. Fuck wow. yeah. 98% of my sales, Instagram DMs. Right. That's yeah. fu- Hey, that's fucking really cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a good that's- way to do it. I mean, you know, you, you got to add value, of course, and you exchange, you know, likes and follows. You get, build a little rapport, and then you hit them with the, hey, this is what I do. If you need anything, I'm here. Straight up. That's, that's, and, and then, the, the, cool. well, what's it look like? And then you're like, here, and now you go into the pitch. Yep, exactly. As as soon as, and as soon as you, you know, I always advertise a free sample. So, you know, you make a free sample of somebody's logo and they're going to be crazy not to want to get some, you know? Didn't, yeah. he, didn't we get, you got some sent to the house? I believe so, yeah. Probably. I think we got like three or four or five sent to the house. Yeah, I think and so. And we were like, fuck yeah. Or, I don't know what it was. Yeah, no, I know. I, I do. Re- I do recall. It was like we we got something. But I, I know, know when we got our first order, we got some extras. You were like, "Oh, oh by the way, here's some extra yeah, on top." And, and here's the, like here's the deal. Like right here, right? The fucking leather. These things are so built, dude. The fucking last for one. So oh, we've yeah. had these for two what, years. Two years now. I've I mean, only had. But, one. And mind you, yours looks actually really fucking new. Mine, however, it looks like tarnished and beat, but it's still 
fucking good to go. Locked up in there. I only know of one person who had the rivet come undone. Yeah, one person. And yeah. he actually like reworked it to slide onto his belt. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. the way he explained it was he's like, well, the original design for this was the keychain, the actual lanyard is at the top to hold your keys, and then this goes through your belt loop. I'm like. Whatever this works the way we're doing it, and it. Oh that, well, that makes sense. If you didn't have this, mm -hmm. the, where the keys go, you put your belt loop through here, yeah. And then your key, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So I actually have. Uh, I designed one of them was for Roland Sands, and the other one was actually for DBK. They one of their first orders was the uh, the um, leather with the snap buttons, so you can put them around belts. Oh shit! Yeah. So they only okay. it didn't have the clip; it had the ring. And then it had the snap button, so people would put them on their belts and stuff when they would go riding. Oh, yeah. got it. That makes sense. Until, like, you your elbow bumps into it and yeah. pops that button, and yeah. then them keys yeah. are gone. Yeah, I, did, I didn't hear about any of uh, casualties, but yeah. Yeah, right. Dude, yeah, that was the, the most impressive thing, because I didn't even... We, within LFG, that we all handle certain things, and, like, that side of it, once Dustin had built a relationship with you... He handled it. And the next thing I knew, he was like, dude, check these out. And he has the leather keychains. I was like, no fucking way. These are so sick. And yeah. it was like, where did these come from? And you're like, keychain collective. And then literally we received them. And then I think it was the next week we saw that you had the DBK order. Yeah. No, it was Dixon. Oh, you oh, did yeah. Dixon, Dixon too? It was, yeah, it was Dixon. Good God, bro. Yeah, no, Dixon. Because Dixon, we were doing them at the same time. Okay. Well, I, I could have swore it was DBK, but I didn't know. That, I didn't even know about the Dixon one. Yeah, no, Dixon did. I mean, actually, now I don't know. My memory's fucking. Either strong. way, dude. You know what I mean? I got fucking water brain, homeboy. Oh Sorry. Yeah, wet on the brain there. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I do recall. It was one, it was one of them. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's fucking gnarly. So let's take it back to the very beginning. Where are you from? Uh, from Ukaipa. Yeah. Really? You're from the IE out am, in the sticks. Yeah, right next to San Berdue, man. I'm right there. Oof. Right at the base of the mountain. Hell mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right where I live right now. I'm a, a right turn away uh, to Highway 38. Cruise right up through Big the Bear. Ba oh, the back way. Yeah, yep, the backside. Mm -hmm. I, I when I had my when I had my Harley, I'd ride through Big Bear every morning before starting work. Man, that was the best. <sighs> oh yeah. Hold on, you had a Harley? I have had a few. I got rid of them. News to me. What the fuck? What'd you have? Uh, I had built my first bike was just a 2016 883. Um, just bobbed it out, and then I had gotten when I quit my job to do KC. I had bought a. Uh, 2014 72 1200 from my buddy and i completely chopped it and hell uh, yeah chopped it up myself built a whole chopper out of it it's the one that has the white tank with the keychain collective logo on it um and i used that for a lot of my marketing a lot of my pictures and content for sure and then uh the 72 was dope too because it had a 21 inch front yeah, wheel dude. did you do a 10 over front end no i just left it how it was for the most part did you hardtail it no, I didn't hardtail it. Man, yeah, what the hell? I, no, I'm just I, did, I didn't have it super long because I had gotten it when things were going well with the company and everything. And then as soon as it was like, you need money to make money and start to grow and scale, I sold my chopper. I sold the BMW. I sold my F-150. I sold everything. Holy just shit. Just to throw it all right back in the company. Fuck yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I sold all the fun shit and just put everything right back into new equipment, more inventory. I started a little bit of paid advertising at that point, but then kind of stopped. Um, but yeah, I just sold, I dumped everything. Oh, <laughs> dude, you yeah. talk oh. about all in. That's I, all in. I was, I was sad. I did not want to sell some of those things, but I mean, at one point I can eventually just get them back. So right. Yeah. That's where we're at. Fuck yeah. Nothing, that's, nothing is permanent. That's what I, that's what I keep telling myself exactly. too. You know what I mean? 
yep. a lot of things. You know, your pain is temporary. There's so many things that are temporary that you're be able, we will be able to get back. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. I think that we're going to go through. You know, as business owners, I think we're going to go through a little bit of a recession. I mean, I we're already feeling it now. I mean, online sales have, have not been where they're at, oh, which is man. understandable. I mean, listen, even you have to, you have got to want a design in order to buy right now. Because before, people would be like, oh, a new shirt dropped mm-hmm. or a new key shape dropped. They're going to buy it or w- they're going to do it. And maybe that's not the same for you, but at least for us. Yeah, for us you on know? a broader yeah. scale. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like somebody's going to really want that design. Otherwise, they're going to be like, hmm. Rather you know, save the money right now. That 25 yeah. bucks, you know, can be a fucking, you know, two gallons of gas. So <laughs> 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 fucking brutal. Yep. The accuracy. I literally filled up today and I think I spent in the Honda. It takes 10 gallons, and I think it was, like, 70 bucks. I'm oh, like, good crazy. God, bro. Yep. So annoying. Anyway, so back to you, Kaipa. Born and raised there? Yeah, born and raised. Uh, I lived there basically my whole life. Uh, at one point, my wife and I, we had lived in Huntington Beach for three years or so. Uh, my shop, when I was working, uh, was in Irvine. And so I had we had moved to Huntington Beach just to be closer to work. Um, and I was there for probably like three, four years. And then when we had our son, we moved back to Ukaipa because my wife's family is all from Ukaipa and I'm all from Ukaipa. And we didn't have anyone in Orange County. So as soon as the second baby came, we moved back to, back to Ukaipa and around everybody. And then I was just commuting, doing 150 miles a day. But you yeah. had the bike. No, I was in, no, I was no, in no, my car. On, please. Oh, yeah. come on, no. He's going to do it right. Yeah, He's going to send traffic for two hours. Oh, <laughs> God. It, yeah, Brutal. It, it, it wasn't mm. too bad. I made my own schedule, so, like, I would go in. Like, I would get in at 4.30 in the morning, and oh. then I'd be out at 1.30. So yeah, I you would, smart. I'd, yeah, yeah I'd you get smart. home at 3, make yeah. keychains till the post office closed, and that Shit. was that. Yeah, wake up, come back home, eat dinner, hang out with the family for as long as they were awake, and then as soon as they went to sleep, Back in the garage, making keychains till eleven at night. Up at three the next morning. I did that for freaking years. Damn, yeah, dude. Well, the keychain part I only did for like eight or nine months, I think, until I actually quit. Quit. And yeah. did it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So before yeah. you were just like grinding and doing it for like the homies or close friends. Um, so it was kind of crazy how like keychain collective started because I had just material because I'd always been woodworking and stuff. And I was actually working on another company at the time making these like candle tray things. And I had wood that I was using and I had made keychains back in the day when I was like 18, 19 years old. And uh, I was making them for like truck races and pre runners and things like that. So that went away. And when I started keychain collective, I had literally just like made some samples for, I actually made some samples for tracker die. So nice. they were one of my first, like, the first week I had created a keychain. They actually had bought, like, a hundred of them for me. And then I had made some other ones, just small little orders that I had just, like, slid into DMs for. And my first week making keychains, I did, like, 500 bucks. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, instantly I was like, I'm going all in. Like, I, I loved my job um, in Orange County. Everything was rad. I, I no problems there, but as soon as that potential, like as soon as I saw that click, it was it was game over. It was one hundred and ten percent in everything keychains. Yeah, dude, that's rad. Tracker Die has put they put out some pretty gnarly products. Yeah, too. they're cool. Yeah, they're over there in Riverside, right in Corona. Yep. So uh, I just went, made them, dropped them off, got to check out the shop, and that was like the, one of my first orders, like first like five orders. That's so cool, dude. Yeah. That's rad as fuck. Yeah, I, I run their sprocket on my bike. Nice. I nice. chew the shit out of it because I don't know how to ride right, but <laughs> yeah. hey. I've gone through like two of them. 
That's rap, dude. And speaking of like the ninety one and the fifteen, like riding through traffic on that is a bitch. We've done it twice this year, and I'm like, every time I'm like, God, I, I feel like I'm rolling the dice with my life. Yeah, oh, the ninety one's awful, man. I mean, I, I would see to the so sixty interchange shit. too is fucking gnarly. Yeah, well, you don't have well, to go that I way, didn't do you? Have to no. So what do you do? You go. The back way would be two, the 215 to yeah, the, the 10? Mm-hmm, to the 10. Yeah. yeah. And then when I worked in Orange County, I would just take the 91 all the way to 405, and then my exit was, like, right off Harbor. Okay. So it was it was chill because I was on the road at 3 in the morning. Right. Yeah, there's no traffic. Wide open. Going 100 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. even, not even Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, fucking how, how was living in HB? It was cool. I mean, I'm not, like, I really found out I don't give – two shits much for the beach but uh i like the mountains so yeah like yeah. my wife and i we lived there with my my oldest son who's nine now and he was three or four at the time so she would take she didn't work so she would take him to the beach and stuff and that was always cool that he got to grow up around there and we lived right off of warner a few miles from the ocean so it was really cool they got to go and do their thing while i was at work all the time but you know i'm not much of a beach person we literally moved there because it was like where my work was um, and got then as it. soon as we had the other, our son, it was like, let's just go back. So you got two boys. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. yeah nine dude. and five. <sighs> nice. Yeah. He just had his first son. Yeah. yeah congrats That's what, on that. That's thanks. how old? Uh, he is two months. Yeah. Man. Fresh baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his yeah. fucker's 14 pounds. He's a big dog. <laughs> I'm tell you something right now. He's straight up. Every picture. Oh, like I was talking about our friend Frank and he's like, dude, he looks like you put a little, uh, what is that? The HGH in there? No, the human growth hormone? No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you know how Frank wears that fucking uh, golf cap? Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's like, yeah, put that hat on him because he's always flexing and he's always, his fists are like out. He's like ready to go all the time, <laughs> every day. It doesn't even matter. He does take the hardest photos. Yeah, I know. Adopted that LFG mentality. I know. It's fucking <laughs> right. It's in the fucking sperm. What can I say? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's funny. Though, we were like, have that hard... I guess look, but we're like a bunch of goofballs. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get us close, like in and personal, we're a bunch of fucking goofs. Oh man, bunch yeah. of goofs. I'm, I'm I'm borderline hippie over here, and you probably don't even notice it. <laughs> no, I had no idea. But I was like, I was intrigued. I was like, choppers, huh? Because I have a soft spot for choppers. I love it. Yeah. If I hadn't bought the FXR that's in pieces in my garage now, I would have a sportster that would be chopped and hardtailed yeah i i look every once in a while for like that perfect buy where it's like cool no one's really done anything i can chop it nice and easy and not spend too much but dude everything's just expensive right now oh yeah even bikes yeah. like i was looking at a clapped out sportster and it was like two grand and i'm like dude you don't even have a goddamn transmission in it like, <laughs> yeah right what are you, what are you thinking yeah the fucked up part like, about it is it probably sold it, oh, for <laughs> yeah, sure somebody it bought sold. it for sure yeah. it did. It, that the, the market's gonna level off here soon and it for Better or worse? Well, I think it already had, man. I just was going past the dealership yesterday, and there was a truck there, and it was like, I don't know what year it was, but it was a newer uh, Dodge Ram, and it was only for twelve grand. So I'm like, okay, well. Probably has 150,000 miles on it. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, though. Yeah. yeah. What can you do? So you kicked off, I think you were saying March, right? March 2020? That was when I had left my career that's when you quit your that fucking career quit. but i had started kc uh maybe like eight or nine months before that so like right in like right middle of like 2019 i think i did like started it super part-time uh had one laser that was just i just had it because i always messed with lasers so i just had one and uh yeah, I probably did that and just hustled the wood keychains for eight or nine months and then right when covid hit march 2020 i 
quit. Hold on now. We're going to have to back this up because I remember you mentioning this before we got started. Tell me how you got into engineering. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was, when I first turned 18, I had started building pickups for musicians. So I worked for a company called Nordstrand Guitars, and I had made custom pickups and production-style pickups that ultimately led me more into the CNC programming and drawing of guitars. So then I was building guitars for, you know, this company, and I had worked for a couple other guitar companies as well while doing this. So that was like my getting my feet into the engineering side of all of that with the electromagnetic engineering and then CNC programming and using lasers to create parts, all that kind of stuff. So I did that for that company for about four or five years. For my That was my first job ever, too. I'm and did you graduate high school? I did not graduate high school. So you're a high school dropout. I am a high school dropout. I have literally, I didn't even like go back for the GED. Didn't even, <laughs> wow. I did not even what give a the shit. Fuck yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, Who says you need a college education now, motherfuckers? Yeah. Oh, my God. Shit, that's not crazy. anymore. No? But yeah. Yeah. Uh, High school dropout. I I did the old. I gave it the old college try uh, <laughs> yeah. for some random shit that didn't do anything. Um, I got. I was like certified for being a lab analyst for a crime <laughs> unit. Yeah, super weird. Wow. Uh, what the fuck? I did that for like a year. Uh, went to school for that and got certs for like fingerprinting and doing the whole CSI type shit. Oh, shit. Then I started getting more involved with guitars and, and started building guitars and meeting musicians. And, you know, I played since I was like 12. So it kind of fell right into my lap. My grandpa was a, a country music star almost you know our our garage growing up was a recording studio so no i grew up with uh, steel pedal steels and banjos and you know every no kind shit. of instrument all in my garage so i basically wow. just lived there my grandpa basically raised me and so i would that was my life was a uh, music Dude, when it comes to instruments what's your weapon of choice uh, prefer guitar. Okay. Yeah, I prefer guitar. A banjo sounds so sick. I, I do have a very sick mandolin that I've probably played three times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, those fuckers, that's no joke either. 12 no. strings, yeah. tiny mm -hmm. neck. Like. Yeah, those are cool too. Yeah, I, I, I dabble a little in everything, but I prefer guitar. Just acoustic. Just right. acoustic, yeah. Even for all the electric stuff and things I designed, I don't think I have one pickup I ever made. What? Yeah, I don't have any gear I've ever created for other companies. Well, um, just my own stuff. Mm. Yep. Just strumming on the acoustic Friday night to get the old wife all wound up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So when it, when it comes to pickups, like as far as I know, the electromagnetic side of it, it's like each little dot that sticks out on a pickup is a coil that's wrapped. So it's actually... Each silver dot that you yeah. see on there, those are magnets, and okay. those magnets are polarized in a specific way, and those magnets are all strung to be level and parallel with your strings, and inside that pickup, inside that coil, it's one coil wrapped around a shit ton of times around those magnets that are soldered down to other points that create that sound. So when your strings are vibrating, those magnetics are pulling it and creating that sound. Wow. Gnarly. Yeah. Call so. high school dropout, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your. Yeah. Fuck, fuck your 75, 150, $200,000 education. Just go get it. Straight. Get it. Go exactly, get after it. Man. I felt like I, I said that like Jocko. Get after it. Get after it. <laughs> Just go. Good. Wow. That's fucking really cool, man. Yeah. So, and then from there, you went, you just like, didn't you just shoot your shot at an engineering firm? 
Yeah. <laughs> this is good, dude. Yeah. Listen to this. So yeah, so when I when I was I was working at the the shuffleboard company, so we skipped a little bit. Oh so shit, I my bad. The, I was getting the guitar. I did guitars for about eight years, um, for two different companies, a couple freelance stuff just to help some friends in the industries. Um, and then I ended up getting a job in Orange County where I worked for a shuffleboard company. Okay. So the shuffleboard company was awesome. That was the job I ended up leaving. But um, I was there for five years, a little over five years. Um, I think I've only really had like three jobs in my life. <laughs> and uh, so I was there for a while. And while I was working there, because it was Orange County and the commute was horrible and, you know, just everything, uh, I, had, I had sent my resume off to this company called Soren's Eng- Engineering, which is this big engineering firm in Yukaipa, and totally lied about you know, graduating high school and whatever else, uh, ended up sending my Stanford grad, grad. (laughs) end up sending out my resume and didn't hear anything back. Just figured like, ah, whatever. Mm -hmm. They end up calling me and I go in for like a, an interview. And then after that interview, I go in for like a whole, um, with like a personality test to see where I can, can go correctly. After that, they, pulled some other guys in to go over my results. And then I had a, another test, a, a robotics engineering test on that one, where they gave me a, a component they created in house and basically told me, take it apart and put it back together kind of thing. And I guess I did it in some crazy ass record time. And they gave me a, they gave me four options for positions. And I ended up taking a job directly underneath the COO of the company to be a uh, engineer and a material coordinator, uh, material hand uh coordinator for like nasa and all these other types <laughs> what of the yeah. fuck bro yeah. this is so hilarious it's dude. super weird the company's huge they do they do tiny uh like microscopic electronic connectors for fucking every if you have a computer made after 1980 something came from there wow like it, that's that's how big they are and wow. i ended up getting that i ended up taking this job and it was fucking wild three miles from my house like instantly negotiated my my wage because i thought it was crazy so i was like fuck it i'm gonna see if they'll just give me what i ask instantly walked into six figures and it was super dope i was there for five months and it was just this giant high school parade of bullshit ended up leaving completely like i'd never experienced anxiety like i'm not an anxiety ridden person i'm very like mentally uh tough in those ways i guess and this place gave me my first taste of anxiety working for someone like that shitty and all this stuff. So, like, I told my wife, I was like, I don't even care how good the money is. Like, my anxiety and happiness is not going to put up with that shit. I was there for five months, ended up just dipping out and going back to Orange County because that was just awful. But what was it? Was it just a shitty boss? or It was, it was like, high school. It was seriously, like, the, the, person, the person that I worked with, she didn't like me instantly because I was half her age. So, you got oh, that right God. off the bat. And then her, we had the same boss at the time and it was just like, it was just all of the, like, or she would CC you in an email and be like, Alex fucked this up. And I just I mean, figured everybody above us should know. It was, yeah, I mean, kind of, I mean, she would openly tell other like employees she didn't like me. And if somebody did something wrong because at that point of the company which i still think they're they're whoops they're probably still doing um they hire a lot of temp agency guys so they come in and they don't care and they just fuck shit up and you know what this one guy dropped like eighteen thousand dollars worth of material and they blamed me for it and i wasn't even there oh what like that was the kind of stuff that happened because i was the new guy that was technically like 
above a lot of people, but like no one really gave me a rank for it. So I'm like sitting there thinking I can tell people what to do, but I can't really tell people what to do. So you're responsible for every fuck up, but you get zero accountability. Oh yeah. I I created in my spare time, I created these fools an entire cloud based uh, production line to keep track of all their inventory and know exactly where it sits in a warehouse. So they could type a number in and it would pop up on a screen and tell the person exactly where it's at. And they just like disregarded it. I was all, dude, I spent like a week building this cloud program and they like just didn't even care. And I was like, that's fine, man. So I'm like, I'm out. And I bet they used it today. Still, uh, I would hope not. I mean, I would hope not. Probably not. Yeah. They just don't Fuck even those care. fools. Yeah, that shit sucked. But then it was really cool because I did have such a great relationship at the shuffleboard company. You know, I, I basically text my old boss. and I was like, hey, you guys, you, you need a you need a woodworker or anything? He's like, yeah, you want to come back? I was like, yeah. He's like, cool. Same pay, no management. See you on Monday. Damn. So all sick, man. And then I loved that job. I still talk to him like Every so often, I made I sure as hell made him some keychains, and he was stoked. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. So that, but when you got back to the shovelboard company, if I remember correctly, y'all kind of got into it before we got into it. Yeah, so I was there, so I came back to it after that. And when I came back to the shuffleboard company, I had already started KC. So I had got, I had told him too. I was like, hey, my heart is not in the company like it used to be. Like I don't think I'm gonna die here anymore. Like, I have this, and this is what I'm doing. When I clock out, I clock out. Because I used to be a salary guy. You okay. Know, we would, I'd be at the shop at weird hours. 60 hours. Yeah, we had, you know, we had accounts over in Europe and all this other shit that I would have to deal with at weird times. And that was, like, the salary gig. And I was like, hey, it's, it's straight hourly. When I clock out, I clock out. Like, it's cool. Everything's awesome. And... And it was for a really long time. Everything was solid. Um, I was doing the keychains um, every chance I could when I wasn't at the shop. And then, yeah, him and I got into it just a big, big blowout. Literally the Thursday that San Francisco shut down for COVID, him and I got into it because it hadn't COVID hadn't crept to Orange County at that point. So then we had gotten into it that Thursday. And then later that day or the next day, he had said, we're closed down for COVID. And I just said, I'm not coming back. That's it. Just just wow. that. Just not coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember what day of the week it was, but I, I got laid off by Harley, and I was just sitting around for like a week, and Dustin and Rafa came to me and were like, we want to take this group chat and turn it into a clothing brand. And we know you've talked about this. What what ideas do you have? And I was like, I, I had in my notes section, I had everything laid out that I needed to start a clothing brand. That's awesome. And fucking these full, mostly I want to attribute it to like, yeah, they wanted to start a clothing brand, but they also, I had also just gotten clean again. Cause I had started drinking. I I'd, I'd been clean since January 2nd of 2020. And here we are in March and they're like, this motherfucker is going to go off the Richter. Like oh, I'm, shit. I was literally sleeping on somebody's, uh, in somebody's living room, like another member of, the rooms <laughs> was letting me sleep in their living room with my bed and all my belongings. Like nothing was going right. I just lost my job. I, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. Then the fucking pain, like everything's getting shut down. Yeah, that's a rough time. Right it was there. fucking gnarly. And, uh, we've been fucking grinding ever since mm-hmm. it's yeah. almost been three years and it's been fucking nothing. Everything has been, it's been real fucking good. I know we all have different stories for that, but my story is, so my house was like the hangout spots, not to mention Rafa's girlfriend lived, she was my roommate too, but so they would, they would come over and I was hearing them talk about it for probably two weeks. And I remember it's like the specific area right where we're, where I came out where I'm like, fuck it, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking you know go. what I mean? So it's like <laughs> I had, and I knew I had income coming and 
because I get bonus twice a year. So I'm like, I can fund it. Let's fucking do it. Like, let's just try it. You know, what's, you know, what's, so, I mean, it's pretty easy at the same time where you're like, okay, well, let's make it Instagram and we'll make 60 shirts, which was fucking super rad because our community just supported us. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, and not to mention, I mean, let's be honest. Let's fucking go. It's a pretty goddamn cool name. People want People get pretty excited about it. It's oh, edgy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, now, I mean, I'm sure, at least for for me, like, I didn't hear it as much as I hear it now. You know, and I, yeah. I feel like you hear it now all the time. You can see people when you're watching sports. You can read their lips, and they're mm-hmm. actually saying it, you know. Yep. Yeah. And well, the term, the term let's go itself has been huge. Oh, right. It's yeah. Set, like, for I sure. Mean, like YouTube and yeah. everything else. I feel like everyone on YouTube is saying like, let's go. Yeah. And yours is the better, edgier version of Come it. Come on. So fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, it got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's fucking go. You know, let's fucking do this. And, uh, you know, like, excuse me, like, like B. Graf said, we haven't even turned her back on it whatsoever, you know, and just full force. And I think people, I mean, people don't realize, like, if you don't quit, like, it will work. Yep. Like, if you don't stop doing it, like, it's going to work. That one post that you didn't want to make that you made, maybe it made that sale that showed somebody else, and it just, it compounds, and, and people don't think that anymore. Yeah. Or if they ever did. I we, don't know. We've had a few people that are like, man, you guys, you guys post a lot. And it's like, well, that's what you have to do. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, trust- I don't post too much but like you should (laughs) yeah i think that part of it that's what i love about your story alex is that like you fucking threw caution to the wind and got after it and you have continued to do so so what is what is your shop like when you first started with the wood keychains so this laser engraver if i hold my hand underneath of it will burn me oh hell yeah oh hell yeah Yeah. (laughs) i figured as much but i'm like so i mean i feel like the equipment you use is not fucking cheap either you know what it's it used to not be cheap. Like the lasers I used to use didn't start under 30 grand. Oh. But that was in 2008, 2010 when I first started kind of dabbling with them. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you can you can get a, a full setup for five, seven, eight thousand bucks and be pretty solid. Um, so I mean, I mean, that's it's, steep. It's steep, but it's not like it used to because yeah. it used to be rough. I mean, like my machines themselves, I get because I have at one point I had six. Um, and so I was just turning and burning and I would buy used machines and totally upgrade and cut them out and put new parts in them and stuff. So I did that with a few of my lasers and because I was doing that and because of my posts, the company I get my lasers from took notice and they actually like sponsor me kind of in a way. No shit. Um, Like they give me crazy deals when I need tubes. They give me super good hookups on my machines themselves. Um, I built a great relationship with my sales rep because most people don't buy as much shit as I do from them. Uh, so, like, what is they it? know me. Tube. Uh, so, uh, the lasers themselves are their, their CO2 lasers. They run through mirrors and optics. So, the heart of it is called a laser tube. It's basically this glass piece that kind of looks like a, a, a futuristic bong. And <laughs> you put it in there, and it, it you know it conducts the electricity on one end. It shoots it out of a out of the other end, goes through the optics and mirrors, and that's what creates your laser path. Oh. Um, and so every so often, you got to change the tubes out. And I run mine eight to ten hours, six days a week almost. So I go through tubes quite a bit. Um, and now they basically just know. So I, I hit them up, and they send me two late two tubes, and it's pretty solid. How much is a tube? One tube that I get is like five fifty. Oh, yeah, yeah eleven hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh God, they last a decent while. I mean, I probably only have to go through them like eight or nine months. 
Um, if I'm really, if, they, if they're really on, I mean, it, I could burn one in like six months. But burning one in six months for five fifty on top of what I'm making outside of it, I mean, it's not even it's cost of it's business. Fucking pennies, yeah. Mm. Fucking gnarly, dude. So mm. the design side of it, do you have to digitize images and do all that? Or yeah, I do. Um, for most people, I do. Probably ninety percent of the images I get are eh, usually shit. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I ask for like clean black and white PDFs, and it makes my job a lot easier. Getting like a lot of color and stuff, I can throw it in Illustrator and do a few clicks, and I have like presets and hotkeys, so I can I can vectorize an image in like two minutes. Fuck, that's what I'm having to do all this. Oh, Vectoring. I can show you that stuff, man. No sure. way. Yeah, I'm yeah, I can totally show you how to how to separate. And, Perfect. And do that that's stuff. a. I literally have yeah. to do a grip of that shit today. Hey, yeah. sounds good. So you're gonna stay after? Guys. <laughs> hey, let me know. I've, Lunch I've, is on LFG today, boy. <laughs> you let me know. I can totally help you. I've I. Literally have helped people with Illustrator remotely. Um, I'm teaching my sister stuff right now because I took one of my lasers over to her place so she can now make all of my coasters. So if you, I don't know if you guys have seen the coasters I make. No. Um, so I make these like really dope wood coasters. I'm going to um, find out right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're awesome. Great products. Made real walnut with cork on the bottom. And they're badass. But they take longer to cut. So when I have like a ton of keychains, it's harder to like get the coasters in. So what I ended up doing was I took one of my extra lasers and took it over Oh, to my wow. Sister's. These are sick. <laughs> yeah, we're getting those. I've already uh, thought about yeah, it. I'll bring some, man. Um, and so now I can take coaster orders oh and my, my sister God. makes them. And I Hold pay, on. I pay my sister to make them so she can make some cash and I don't have to make them and everybody wins. Dude, so, let me see this. Bro. Dustin's got it pulled up. <laughs> oh, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, they're sick Those are so clean. Dude. Sick as fuck. I need those for the house because my chick. No, yeah, be for, for sure. Dude. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to talk about those afterwards. Word. What yeah. else do you make? So uh, we've, what, what are we, what, God, this thing is so sick. I I feel like you could you could roll joints out of this. You could put your keys on it. You could keep it in. What, did, what are you calling this, So, Alex? I mean, I've had different clients call them different things. Like, I do a lot of stuff for, like, veteran-owned companies and the patriotic side of everything like that. And fuck yeah. I've had companies call that dump trays. Okay. You know, dump trays. You put your stuff when you're cleaning your guns. You put all your gear in that and it keeps it safe. Right. Um, rolling tray. I mean, you could roll your joints, roll whatever in there, but it's leather. So oh. I don't know how that's going to affect your grass, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, might lose a little bit of I weed them, in the process. Yeah, I call them valet trays. Just valet because, trays. Uh, you know, you put them usually they're for like your entryway table. You come in the house, you drop your keys, you drop your, you know, your wallet off in it and stuff like that. It keeps everything in one spot. I like that. What else are you making? So you got coasters, keychains, valet trays. Um, I think that's it. I'm like trying to think. Um, but I you had, do multiple variations of keychains. Yeah. So right now it's just mainly the wood and the leather keychains. Um, I did recently just post the acrylic ones. Like what last week? Friday, yeah. yeah. Friday, I think. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I and and it's funny because, I mean, fucking taking it back even more when I when I was saying I was first doing the the pre runner stuff and and making those keychains. That I only did acrylic at that time. Um, I didn't do any other fl- uh, any other stuff. It was all acrylic. And when I started KC, I noticed that like the more trendy stuff was like wood, like organic. Everyone was into that fucking lumberjack shit, you know, <laughs> flannels and, and wood and leather. And like that's what it is. Cold brew and, coffee. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I, went, I went really heavy on just the wood. Yeah, and that's how it started. Um, and now. And it kind of worked out. I did the wood for one year, and then however it just timing worked out, I introduced leather like literally one year after the wood. And so 
I wanted to do another medium a year after that, and now it's acrylic, so I'm going to try to start going a little bit heavier on the acrylics. Oh, yeah. So, and those are definitely more of like a better price points for wholesale. So you, of can, course. you can buy one of those for like $1.25 and buy hundreds and give them away at your conventions, your pop-ups, your events, and all that stuff. And, you know, most companies have like a set budget for those events and they have a promo budget and stuff like that. So they know they're going to buy those and give them away opposed to like the leather when you're, you know, you're buying those to resell those. Right. So those are fucking sick, though. And then the wood is like right in that middle ground to where like you could sell them or you could give them away depending on what you want to do. But the acrylic is is solid for giveaways. After we sold a grip of the leather keychains, we would just like we had like 20 or so left and we would get orders of people that like have just been down since the jump and like throw those in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's a solid hookup. Yeah, I still have a keychain. Well, I gave you one the other day, the black one. And I just found them when I was moving. I was like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah. But we were doing that, too. We would have them at events and stuff, and then we would just, you know, toss oh, yeah. them. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to have to. Dude, I'm, I'm like, looking at all your shit. I'm, like, definitely going to have to get those coasters. For sure. 100%. Yeah. We're going to have to do that. And you know what's crazy is is the coasters sell. Like, I have, I make coasters for, like, like tattoo style of companies and things like that. And, dude, I have one company that buys hundreds of those every month because he sells them in four packs. I was literally thinking four he packs. Sells them in force in, in a four pack, and I mean the dude just sells. I'm like I I don't think I could sell that many coasters like you do. Like obviously I'm making them for him, but I'm making them on a on a wholesale level. Yeah, right. And this guy's selling four piece sets like crazy. So I'm literally thinking in my head like we'll do four designs. You'll get a four pack, four different designs. Yep. Shoot yeah. it. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Just even two designs, one on each side. I don't um, know if you do that. The though. the bottom is, is cork. cork. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, okay. so like the moisture and all that. Yeah, that but makes sense. Either way, you get two of each kind on a four pack. Yeah. Make it easier on us. Yeah. Or yeah. let me rephrase that. Easier on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Totally. Dog, that yeah. is so gnarly. I do like the the new leather too, the little circle logos that you have. Oh, the tags? Yeah, I like yeah. that. Oh. Oh, yeah. I remember you asking about that. Man, I should have yeah. brought some of those up here. Yeah, too. they're really cool. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And those are those are also more on the like kind of they're cheaper than the full leather ones so mm-hmm. those ones can be used a little bit more for the giveaways or those ones are like spend a hundred dollars and get a free leather tag you hey. know, spend 50 next 10 orders gets a leather tag you know shit like that <laughs> sure. hey dog you ever thought about a career in marketing <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i'm i'm in the works of creating a whole coaching group based around product development and lasers and how to start companies like this fuck yeah yeah hopefully I don't know when I'll do it. I got a I got a consultation call later this week to figure out the startups of creating a coaching group like that because it'll be a paid monthly coaching group, and I've got I've got a list of people ready to do it, and I'm trying to work out stuff with that laser company because what I'm trying to do is show people how you can make some extra cash with a with a laser in your house and be creative, man. Find some whatever you're passionate about. I guarantee I can make a product out of it, and being able to help someone do that like my sister. She doesn't have like a job. She homeschools her kids, and that's her she, hustle. And now she's making cash, making my coasters with the laser I brought her. Fuck you know? yeah! And like I've done that. I have two other people I've recently sold lasers to that I'm helping create companies for for them to make some extra cash in their house. Um, so if I can do that to a broader scale and get like a, a whole monthly, you know, like live videos every week and website with PDFs to download and stuff like that, it could help a ton of people really realize they could. You know, fucking skip out on that nine to five, man. Do Dude. something you're passionate about. Wake up and be stoked about what the fuck you're yes. doing. Yes. Because no one is right now. No one. <laughs> but here's the other side of that, too. No one really wants to put in the work. No. And no one really wants to fucking, no one wants to go off of, bro, 
The last two months of my life has been every weekend I'm in a different city, and then Monday through fucking Thursday, I'm here for 10 hours. Yep. Just trying to figure out this fucking screen printing shit. Dude, and that's, and that's what it takes. It does. I mean, yep. And so, like, being able to do a whole group, like a coaching group around, because like, I've been in coaching groups. I've paid, you know, hundreds of dollars every month to be a part of Masterminds, and, and it's great. I mean... Most people, and another big thing too, is most people aren't around other people that do something like that. And if you're the one that wants to start the business, you're probably the the one that everyone's talking shit about. Like mm-hmm. I was that guy oh, in, yeah. in my family and in, in my wife's family and everything. Like I was the guy that always had a side hustle that didn't go to the fucking soccer games. I didn't go to the parties. I didn't do the stuff because I was in the garage working. Yeah. And you better believe I got shit talked on. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because that's not normal. So, it's not, and, and people, it doesn't fit into people's fucking yeah, they wanna, idea. Yeah, go, you know, do your nine to five, come home, watch Netflix, do it all over the next day. No one wants to put that work in and, nah, and being part of a group where you can like see it. Like, you know, I show a lot on my Instagram. I'm about to do, I'm about to show a lot more on like a whole POV thing where I can, where I'll start posting daily of like what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, people see, I've had people reach out and see like, you know, these little keychains that I started in my garage and now it's. You know, it's a six-figure company that's moving and grooving and getting into a shop soon, and I'm helping other people with their lasers, and I'm trying to just get more people to understand. Like, I've, I've helped people make keychains with lasers. Like, I, I, I was going to say, that's what I know? love. Like, <laughs> I love that you're not scared to give away the fucking secrets of your success, and yeah. I think that comes with the confidence of knowing that no one either, A, is not going to do it as well as you do, or more importantly, like, in the same way that we encourage everybody to fucking do, start a clothing brand. Fucking yeah. do it. There's like, enough to go around. It, exactly. There's enough to go around, and, and you'll gain more by helping someone yes. than you'll gain by turning them down. Yeah. You know, like I. Cool I, guy in them and shit. Yeah. I've literally sent keychain templates in an email to someone to help make them a keychain. You know, like I tell them, change it a little bit if you want, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so I you know, maybe not fucking completely yeah. rip my shit, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> dude, but that, it, that I'm, I fucking love that because I think there needs to be more of that. But more importantly, like, you got to be confident in what you're doing. Like, I wholeheartedly believe in what LFG is doing that, like, I'm not worried if somebody else wants in in San Diego wants to start a clothing brand. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because you guys can work together. And and more importantly, like, what if I'm floundering in three years and the guy that I encourage to do this is fucking rocking? He's like, how can I help? Because you fucking helped me make this. You never know. Right? I mean, dude, the universe provides, man. It's, It's all about the energy you throw out there. I'm Like I said, dude. Kind of a hippie. I'm very <laughs> into that whole energy out, energy in, and I, I've I've attested. I've like lived by that these last few years. I completely changed my life around these last couple years. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I am not the same dude I was three years ago. Just like I'm sure you guys aren't. You know, from mm-hmm. everything you guys have gone through and everything you've learned and talked to and surpassed. You know, it's just different people, and I'm a huge attest to that. Mm. So, what was the first year like for Keychain Collective? The first full full time first year. So from March on. So from March when on, you fucking made that first, or no, you made the first five hundred. No, yeah, after prior you to quit that. after you said fuck oh, you, COVID, quit, yeah, I'm out. Oh man, so after I quit, I had a hell of a lot time, lot more time for podcasts, and completely <laughs> consumed myself in any entrepreneurial podcast. So, you know, I was an engineer. I my my boss would be like. Hey, this sounds cool. Can we make it? And I'd be like, sure, I'll figure it out in a week. You know, like yeah. I'll, whatever, you know, I'll, fi- I'll, I'll make stuff out of thin air. That's what I did. I never sold anything. I was not mm. a salesman. So that was my biggest hurdle. So I quit and I was like, dude, I don't know how to fucking sell anything, especially not full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started consuming podcasts, the hardcore closer, freaking Ryan Steumann. I don't know if you guys listen to mm-hmm. that guy, but 
listening. I binged that podcast for a month at the gym and straight up quadrupled my sales and have not seen anything less since just by implementing some sales tactics, implementing different ways of phrasing things and how you respond to customers, all of that stuff. It's a science. And I got, I tapped in and it's just been wild. I, I continually listen to him. Um, eventually, I'll join his mastermind, but that shit's expensive. So, <laughs> that shit's pricey. Yeah, that'll be that'll be later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had to go out of my way and, and be uncomfortable learning shit I didn't know anything about, trying to sell stuff on Instagram. And before I had the company, I didn't even have an Instagram. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, like, I was off social media before I even start. Like before I started the company, really. Um, so Dude, it you're was a fucking for- miracle story. Like, think about that, <laughs> bro. Yeah, you know was- what I mean? Like, not even on social media. High school media. dropout. Yeah, like, <laughs> high, yeah. I'm gonna start this company. Uh, so I got to what's this Instagram thingy? I mean, um, I, <laughs> I I knew of social media, no, but like, I, I, I dropped know. off completely. And then just totally picked it back up when I started the keychains. And just to dive right in, that's mm-hmm. fucking hard. And then in getting after it, because that was your means of business. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I don't. I have a website, and I, I mean, I have a. I have a website to say I have a website, basically. Right. Um, it's fully functioning. You can custom order. You can upload images. I built it myself in like two nights <laughs> and just threw it on there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all it's all social media. And then, so that's what I had to learn. I quit. I didn't have. We didn't have a savings. When I quit, we didn't have shit. We had just gotten to our new house. My wife doesn't really work. And so I quit, and it was just like I woke up the next day and just been like, I got to make, like, a couple hundred bucks today. Just got to make a couple hundred bucks. And I remember selling a uh, 100 wood keychains for, like, $225 within, like, the first hour of being in my shop and just being like, all right, well, I mean, like, if I can just do this every day, and continually try to sell more and more every day and stay on top of production. And that's my biggest Achilles heel is, is the production side of it. Like most people, you know, it's the sales and getting that stuff in. And my problem is the fucking production. Just getting those things made and out right now is probably the hardest part of all of it. Right now? Yeah. So yeah, what, how like, many, well, like when you get orders from, I mean, whatever, say. LFG. No, well, not even that, but like a, like a big company, mm-hmm. right? How what what are they getting? How much? Uh, how many keychains are they purchasing? <laughs> well, my my biggest order to date is four thousand five hundred. Holy! And you're doing that fuck. shit by yourself. And I I have a little help. My wife helps sure. me here and there yeah. um, when she can. She's a hairstylist a few times a week um, at a salon in Redlands, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. So she helps me when she can. Um. But for the most part, it's myself. It's you. I have one buddy who just started helping me. He's actually going to be mainly controlling the acrylic side of it. Like I gave him the acrylics of the department of the sure. company. Um, so he can do sales and kind of start working with me because he wants out of his job too and trying to get that to formulate. Um, but yeah, for the most part, 4, it's me. Piece. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so those that's, sheets that's though. Good. So I've seen your reels where you have the sheets of the leather keychains. Mm-hmm. How many can you pop out? Does it burn at once so, or cut? Really? So I go out and I actually buy like full blown hides of leather, like the big ass ones, mm-hmm. and then I cut them down to a template. Uh, it's like an eight by eleven sheet. And I can get 11 keychains out of each sheet. Bro, you did 450 sheets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's you have to a, press and rivet them, right? Yeah. Oh, I, my the, God. They're, they're natural veg tan, so it's like a really premium um, vegetable. Like the, the cows are vegetarian cows. They get it, so it's really good leather. And uh, we buy it natural, so... I have to cut it, and then it gets burned, and then I clean the leather, and then I dye them the colors they're supposed to be, and then they get yeah. edited. Because he has six fucking colors. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, we've only gotten the, the like, 
uh, yeah, like black the, and the leather. You know, like we did. A, we did a yellow, and then the oxblood. Ox blood, ox blood's yeah. red. I think yours is oxblood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oxblood, and then just the regular leather. Yeah, uh, whatever color. Like you know, the yellow or tan, whatever. But yeah, he has he has purple, pink, or red. Yeah, those are new to you. The purple I like just started doing because yeah. I, and and I usually do stuff like kind of by request almost. Like if if a, if enough people mention it, I'll do it. And like one day, I've never really done purple. I've never really been asked. One day, three clients hit me up. Hey, do you have purple? I was like, no, but I'm gonna go fucking get it right yeah. now. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, so but I'll fucking we, get yeah, it. Well, yeah, next We've time done I the go, same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like the next time I went to go pick up leather and I was like, fuck it, I'll just buy a big ass thing of purple and then it's going to last me forever. <laughs> so. Damn. So you actually, it's stained purple mm-hmm. when you buy it? Yeah. Oh, So fuck. I buy it all natural. So it's like a beige color. Like the leather is like a beige mm-hmm. and then I cut everything out and then I separate whatever the colors need to be, which I could buy leather hides in those colors and keep them that way. But one, it's it's literally three or four times the cost to get it pre um, treated, pre, uh, tanned or whatever it's called. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's already expensive as hell to do that. Uh, but it also doing it this way keeps my um, inventory control in my hands. So doing it that way, I can know I know I have all the dye, you know. So yeah. I know I just got to separate whatever I need to, and it keeps it nice and streamlined. Fuck yeah, that's fucking gnarly. Forty five hundred pieces. I, we complain about 40 orders. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's been the biggest to date. But, you know, I like other ones that are like kind of bigger, you know, like the like lines, not sheep. Uh, if you follow yeah. those guys. Yeah, I did like because I was in Sean Whalen's group for a while. Um, I was learning from him on scaling and stuff. And uh, I had made him them like a thousand. So like other companies like that and a lot of um, kind of bigger ones, they usually start with like a thousand pieces. Good mm. God. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I'm ready to get my thousand shirt orders for this print shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you want to test the water, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, with any sort of product. But if you're running, I mean you have a great product though. Thank that you. that's the thing, you know. Yeah, I mean it's a fucking dude. They have a keychain that lasts multiple years. It's, I mean, and especially if you're rough, you know what I mean. Like yeah, at my job, my keychain has lasted, and I'm rough as fuck. I'm throwing my keys up. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, top of the building, back down, you know, like for somebody that's opening a door or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still. And a lot of the guys time. that have our keychains are blue collar guys that are fucking in and out of machines or fucking yeah. in and out of trenches. Uh, a lot of our friends are operators. Um, just generally, I, I've never knew so many heavy equipment operators until I moved to San Diego and got clean. I know like fucking 16 of them. If I ever need anything graded and planed, I got that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, they fucking all they all still have them, and they look so fucking good when they get a little beat on. Dude, leather, yeah, nothing, nothing looks better than worn leather. Fuck no. yeah, you know? nothing does. It's fucking, it's a rad. I can't wait for this thing right here to get a little bit of fucking wear and tear on it. Can you do belts? You know, I've I've been asked about belts, but it's just not really in the wheelhouse of yeah. all of it. Like, I probably could, but ultimately, I would I would buy a belt and then I would just engrave it for a company. Um, cause ultimately, you know, we're still, whole, I'm a wholesaler. Right. So like if you guys wanted belts, like I'd order legit belts and then just, you know, put it in the laser and put your la- logo on it. That's how I would do I'm that. thinking about that. I've toyed around with wallets. Ooh. Um, cause that is something I hit up quite a bit. I went, man, I'll, I'll, I'll get super into a project and then completely drop it like two days later. And I did that with a wallet. I created a whole template, cut everything out and made it like this could totally work and then just never touched it again. Um, but that's ultimate, you know, that's, that's, I get so busy just doing regular keychains. It's, it's trying to start something else like that. 
I have to really divide my time. Yeah, so. and it's a completely separate entity. Like uh, Mark the Butcher over at Rusty Butcher, yeah. he does leather works and he oh, does yeah. a lot of wallets. I, that guy's awesome. Yeah, and like the amount of like machinery that he needs to get his shit cleaned and finished, like yep. it's a lot. It's like you would need a whole separate garage. Well, so uh, on the on the other side of that is he has those machines because they're they're all stamped and pressed, so he burrs the edges and he does all that stuff. The laser is so crisp that I, I actually wouldn't have to even do any of that. Oh. Yeah, it would literally cut the pattern out, put the engraving on, and then I would just rivet it or I would sew it. So I, I and I have the template. It's in my computer. Dude, I just literally never made one. A, a sewn, <laughs> uh, like a heavy-duty sewing machine, to, or it, you would just fucking roll the dial, I think, right? Some of them are like that, yeah. Fuck. The big old thing that just like... <laughs> So how far into this first year did things really like, you're like, Oh, like we're scaling. And oh, well, I guess I, because you started getting involved in masterminds that helped you scale the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's go through. I, I want to hear about that. If you don't mind, man. I mean, so my, I mean the first, like the first year I did KC and I was part time most of it. And I was still working. Like we probably did like 80,000. Holy part-time. shit. Yeah. And then the, the real scale, like when it really started scaling and I started getting those bigger clients and I might, the brand recognition kind of started growing. I was in those masterminds. So I'm now like talking to more people and you know, the, the more hands you shake, the more money you're going to make. And I was involved with business owners all the time. And I, I closed last year, like a little over 200,000. Bro. Holy yeah. Fuck. Wow. And uh, this year, like, I mean, even just talking about the fucking economy, this year is not going like that because mm-hmm. the last few months were just down. I oh, was yeah. probably down 40% these last few months. And it's really just like, oh, you know, our, our promo budget or our marketing budget. Because ultimately, keychains, these are a lot of them are used for marketing purposes. People put them up and post them and then they get other people in for their shirts and they get other stuff like that. It's more of a unique thing that people don't really see too much. So a lot of my clients will use them for their content and then that drags people in, stuff like that. And so that marketing budget's gone. And people aren't wanting to spend money, you know, $20 on a keychain right now. Right. And it totally dipped for a while. This, I, recently, I kind of I kind of put the gas back on. I've tried to do some more things and reach out a little bit more. So we're climbing back up right now. But I won't see a year like last year. I'll be, ho- I'll be stoked at like 150 this year. <laughs> That's still you know? fucking killer, dude. Yeah. It's pretty nuts, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I want to, uh, I want to try to hit half a mil by, you know, the end of next year. Fuck yeah. Like total? Yeah, like for the year. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. yeah, but that that's that's me in the new shop and with an employee. Right. So my my buddy who's doing the acrylic, he comes in and he helps me press now. And I might be getting into a shop that's way the fuck bigger than my garage. Right. So uh, I'll have more machines and I'll have an actual space. You know? Yeah, inventory so, control grows, yeah. all that. And this was all, you know, I, I basically watch my kids every day. So I'm working in the garage with my five-year-old in the house, working, you know, playing, doing whatever. And now that they're both in school, now I'm starting to see even more growth because now I have, like, undivided time that I can actually sit and do something and not have to make them food every goddamn hour. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, goldfish, here you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, And that just that was just, like, last month um, of them starting school. So, what a fucking blessing, though, to be able to, like, I own my own business. It operates out of my house. This is what your dream too yeah. is, and Dude. I get to be a part of my kids' life every day. Oh, I walk them to school every morning. We our house is two blocks from their school, so I get to wake up. Like this morning, I woke up at five thirty. I I rode twelve miles and fucking walked them to school and headed here. Damn yeah. road bike. Yeah. Whoo. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Dude, I used to ride seven miles to work and then seven miles back, hammered drunk on the way back <laughs> when I worked at Hooters on, on the East Coast after I got out of jail before I moved to California. 
Hell yeah. It was fucking <laughs> rad, dude. I worked at Hooters for a long time growing up. Nice. Yeah. Fucking, what was the first order you got that you were like, fuck, this is, this is fucking it. Like, uh, holy shit. The, f- the first big, like, big order that I got uh, was from uh, Born Primitive. If you've heard of them, they're like a fitness company. Um, they're, mm. they're pretty big. They have, like, teams all over the world. Um, and this is just a total sliding in the DM. And uh, they ordered, a, a th- I think, 1,500 keychains at, like, six bucks a pop. And, Fuck. And that was like, I think before that I had made like two grand in a sale, like maybe two or three thousand. And then I had like a five, six thousand dollar sale. And then when that started happening, it kind of just snowballed and I started getting more thousand to five thousand dollar orders. Um, the, the biggest year to date sales, 27,000. Holy, um, is that the 4,500 piece? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the big one. Fuck, um, dude, that's so fucking gnarly. And like, by all means, you. You don't have to talk price points with us. I don't but give a shit, man. <laughs> it's just so, like, because we've already said some big fucking names, especially in the industry that we're in, like DBK and Dixon. Like, when I saw that, I was like, fucking good for him, dude. That's so fucking rad. Yeah, it's cool. And these are all brand, these are all band, like brands that I follow personally. You and know? enjoy, like, right? Yeah, this isn't, yeah, I'm not just cold calling people, <laughs> you know? It's like, I, I like the brands I work with. I, I work with a lot of companies that I stay friends with. Most of, I have more, like, business client homies than I have actual personable homies, you know? Like, one of my clients, like, had invited me to be in his bachelor party and shit like that, Fuck you know? yeah. Just from, like, doing business and being good people together. Well, that, and, isn't that cool, though? Because we've experienced that, too. Some of our close friends now have just been people that, Start following us and shit. Oh, I yeah. was just looking at that though. Like the numbers, right? Seem like it's high. So the guy got four thousand pieces, right? If they sold it for twenty bucks a piece, that's fucking eighty grand. Oh, you know what I mean? So, uh, thinking about the math, I mean it's not that much. Oh, especially yeah. on the on how much he spent and oh, on an ROI, yeah, it, lo- it looks good. But on his end of things, that's fucking oh, awesome, one hundred percent. But yeah. I mean, even. I mean, I wish if we could have that sort of thing. Jesus fuck. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there, Fucking man. Four thousand dollars. Dude, if we had four <laughs> grand to send on keychains, we'd yeah. be doing all right, player. It's it's crazy, dude. I mean, and it's uh it's it's crazy. I don't even think we've ever thought about scaling or even talked about it. It's just more been like just keep going. Like for us, it's just keep your head down and keep going, keep going, keep going. I think we do need to like really sit down and and dude, fucking talk about scaling. I mean that and I didn't do that either. Like I said, I wasn't a fucking salesperson. Like I didn't know how to sell more. Like I just built more. Right. And that was like my mentality. I would wake up and grind as hard as I could and make as much as I could. And then the next day I'd do it again. And that's totally a way you can operate and you will get results. But being in masterminds and listening to the podcast and other entrepreneurs that I follow and all of that, they, I mean, everyone is, you know, like I was listening to, I don't know if you guys listen to Rob Deerdick, but that dude is an dude, insane he, isn't he a billionaire entrepreneur. oh he he has an entire venture capital firm built around helping entrepreneurs start their businesses what and he, yeah you you submit a video into his company called the deer dick machine and he goes through it and if it's a good business he'll throw you a couple hundred g's with for to own a certain percent with an x amount of time to exit and then he sells and he walks away and you've got a, a legit business that grew and he does that all the time. I listen to his podcast all the time because I need to check that it's out. It's great. It's called Build with Rob, and it's it's amazing. Mm. But um, I was listening to that on the way here, and it was all about manifestation and meditating and being able to see those goals so you can actually achieve those goals. And I was never that guy. I was never uh, like 
I would see something and I would want it like, oh, I want it. You know, I want that BMW. Like, I'll make sure I fucking get it and I'd get it. But never in a systematic approach to where I was actually thinking that like these are the steps to get that. And now that I'm kind of on that level, now I'm thinking like, you know, those first big sales that came in, now I know it's possible. Like most people think it's impossible to make $10,000 in a month. You know, this shit's crazy. It it is for for a nine to fiver. Like you really aren't going to make that much. And when you do it once, you see it's possible and you do it again. You can replicate what you've done, what you've seen if you if you have that mentality. So I saw 10, I saw a $20,000 month. I've seen $30,000 a month. So I know it's possible. And I know that if you don't fucking stop, it'll happen. And like, I am proof of that. Like, Fuck yeah. A hundred percent. Dude, that first 10 grand month, I like for me, I experienced that in the car business and that they fucking set the hook. Right. You remember that shit. Fuck yeah. yeah you and I did, that. I did it for eight years and the money has slowly dwindled in the car business and now I'm out and boy, I feel like I broke the chains. <laughs> I feel free. Oh yeah. Quality of life, man. Big part of like manifesting, and this is on a, such a fucking base level that everybody's heard it a million times, but writing shit down, like literally that board has fucking made me so much more productive in the last week that I've had it. And like organize and knowing what's going on and checking my, and like writing shit down is a fucking key part of getting what oh, you want. There's a whole science, there's a whole science behind writing things down and being able to see it and whiteboards. I mean, dude, I got fucking lot of whiteboards. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have key. to scale up our fucking whiteboard production. Yeah, whiteboards, I think I think a, the big part of any business too or just in human nature if you stay consistent with anything. And that's the thing you people like to deter and that's our lives. We deterred so often, you know what I mean, to where we couldn't even accomplish one thing besides getting loaded. Yeah. You know, that was one thing we were really fucking good at. That and, and incarceration and, and being a piece of shit, right? Yeah. So turning everything around with that same sort of hustle and mentality that we have, but staying, just staying consistent. You know what yep. I mean? Like how B-Graph was saying, like, keep your head down and just keep keep it trucking. Yeah. But I do like what you're saying. I mean, uh, honestly, we haven't really explored, when I say that, it's like, you know, dropping shit into the DMs because we have a lot of people that, we, our industry, we know a lot of people that do the same sort of thing, yeah. you know? And so we had a few people like, oh, so you now are doing your own shirts or is it just for you or are you doing it for yeah. other people, you know? Kinda so asking around, beating around bushes and shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, the last three weeks has been people hitting us up. Good. And it's been fucking awesome. That's amazing. And like, and in my head, literally just this conversation, Alex, like I've been like, Oh, we need, I know exactly who I'm hitting up when we get, but when I, I, I generally give myself an office day, the last two weeks I've had like a day where I just shoot out emails. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be up in some DMS. Dude, let me know, man. I got a whole system. I want to fi- I will. We're yeah, definitely going to fucking get into that. Yeah, we're sure. we're going to go through the Alex school of trades here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when you were coming up here. And thank you so much for being fucking persistent and wanting to be on because I'm so fucking all Dustin is definitely like, he fucking yanks my leash when I fucking start running astray. Cause I'll be all, like, oh, I want to do little squirrel big need time. That, though. You need I that. need it. You need it. <laughs> I'm creative as fuck, but if I don't have somebody to fucking keep me on the straight and narrow, like I'm all over the place. And like, I've wanted to have you on for over a year. Yeah. And yeah. now that we've made it happen, I'm like, I, this has been the one of the most rewarding conversations I've had. I'm glad we're just getting into it. Like, what was, let's, let's talk about, year what was the end of year one and what was the beginning of year two like for mentality wise oh man completely different yeah i was 
not in shape. I was pretty overweight. Really? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was uh, I was pushing like 190, which isn't like too bad, but I mean, I didn't hold it super well. And yeah. that's just unhealthy. You know, driving it to Orange County at three in the morning. Eating Jack in the box. Dude, Red Bulls and honey buns, man. Red <laughs> Bulls and honey buns every fucking morning. And that was what it went. Carl's Jr. for lunch in the morning. And it was just awful. But that's just what I did. And then as soon as I quit and I was like, I have no excuse not to go to the gym zero excuse i have no excuse not to fucking run like i am now dialing in and creating my life by design like i have to fit that in there and i completely i dropped i'm i you know i think i dropped down to like 155 from that within the first year holy shit and just stayed on top of it and i now i go to the gym basically every day uh, I just started the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with 75 hard program, um, Andy Frisella. Oh dude. Yeah. yeah. I listen yeah, to so his, I listen to Andy really AF. Really AF. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I mean, it gets a little fucking rabbit holey, it but it does. Yeah. You're loyal <laughs> to the foil, man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that guy, he created this program 75 hard and it's a complete mental toughness program. Um, and it's, uh, six or seven rules. It's gallon of water every day. You got to take a progress picture. No cheat meals have to stick to a diet two workouts one of them has to be outside and one of them and they're both 45 minutes long and you have to read 10 pages of a book every single day for 75 days and if you fail one of those tasks you start over whoa yeah so i completed this program a couple months ago and it was completely life-changing completely life-changing i mean i lost a shit ton of fat uh and my the business was doing better i was more organized like shit was right and I just started again today. That's why I rode this morning, dropped my kid off, headed here. I'm going to leave here, go straight to the gym, and then get my, my meal in and all that. Um, but that was, I started that earlier this year. So last year, I guess, um, I started the journey towards that because I had listened to Andy Frisella for so long. Um, he's a huge reason my company's even the Dude, success that it is. He crushes. And it's insane. It's insane what he does and how he helps people. And... So I started already getting more into fitness, going to the gym. I was going probably six to seven days a week, and I was really into running at the time. So that's how I lost a lot of my fat, was just running. And then I started 75 hard recently, and that that was the, the switch for the mental side of all of it. So after doing that and kind of seeing what my hands had created myself, diving more into those programs and more into that mental side of the entrepreneurship, and that was completely, like, completely different. Like, I do not – I don't even – think the same as I used to. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, what's wild. the hardest part of the six rules? The fucking water. Dude. I was just thinking that yeah. Yeah, drinking. A well, for me, it'd be running. Cause I ain't running fucking dick. Well, <laughs> so you don't have to run. That's uh, just like, you could walk, like you could walk for 45 minutes sure. outside and get your cardio in. And that's huge for, cause most people just don't do cardio. And, the water though, like it'll be 1130 at night and I have to like finish a water bottle and I'm like fucking dreading it. Because <laughs> I'm like already, you know, I've already done the workouts, I've already done everything, and now I have like one more water bottle to drink, and it's I'm just sorry, like how many? Tribe. How much water was it? A gallon. A gallon. Okay, yeah, that's what that you're supposed to take in, like every day to be hydrated. You're supposed to drink a gallon of water. Yeah, and which with the that's two workouts. What is that? I don't know. It's probably honestly. a quarter. Of I'm gonna a gallon. check when I get in there, but I already finished another water bottle on my way out here. Uh, I don't know what this is, but if you drink, it's this is fifty ounces right here. And how many ounces are in a gallon? Sixty four. A hundred and hundred and forty five or something like that. So three of those pretty much. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But I've heard if you drink a gallon of water, you'll naturally just lose weight. It's great. It's 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 I mean, if you 
drink that much water and you do any kind of cardio or sweat, like you're going to lose fat. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, dude, I was up to 230, 240. And up until we started the print shop, I was going every day with our homie Tom. And his, like, this dude was like up in the upper twos and he's down to like 200 almost. And it, before we pick up a weight, you crush 100 flights of steps. Yeah. And it, and he's going at level eight. I'm going at level six and dying. Yeah. It's brutal. Yep. Stair steppers, man. Dude, but <laughs> I, I'm sweating my ass off. I I literally got down to like 220, 215, but now I've been eating like shit again. And I fucking, it's, I'm just trying to find a groove. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is all brand new, but I know the longer I wait, the more difficult it's going to be to get back. Yeah. You got to really just find like, it, I mean, that's with everything. You got to find like the content you consume. You got to find who resonates, who, who you relate to more, like the eating, like what kind of diet is what, you know, you do. Like this is your full-time gig. You can kind of manipulate and do how you want to do with your food. Like I fast, so I have small fasting windows and I just don't eat or drink or do anything outside of it other than water. So I only have a small window that I get to eat but I keep under a calorie deficit. So I know that I'm always burning. That's smart. And mm -hmm. you know, our other homeboy who doesn't happen to be here, Rafa owns a meal prep company. Oh, I know, man. If yeah, I don't think he's going to deliver out to you. Kaipa. No, <laughs> you'd be surprised. He goes, he, that fool goes places, especially yeah. if, you know, keychain collectives, like I got 10 homies that want meals up here. Then yeah. I'll never see Rafa, but he'll, that dude's, he's been scaling up his business and now yeah, he's, follow. it's awesome. Dude, he's crushing. I mean, honestly, if even with that business though, I know we're not on. Just get some fucking ice and shoot that shit. What do you mean? Ship it? Yeah. There's oh, a, dry there's ice. A, there's, yeah. a, there's a whole thing about shipping food. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a whole other animal. My my sister in law makes these like insane, amazing cookies yeah. that are like just crazy. Like, like they, designer cookies. Yeah they, yeah, they taste awesome, which most don't. And hers are like just amazing. They're just sick. Shout out to Needy Batch Cookies. Needy uh, Batch. Needy Batch, baby. Oh, but, I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my wife made the name and I made the logo. And she's crushing it, dude. She's crushing it. Makes makes cookies for crazy like events and stuff you would not even think about. Um, but she's right now going through all of the like the paperwork and shit just so she can ship things. Wow. Uh, to a bigger scale of it. Mm. Yeah, because like you have to have your, I'm, which I'm sure Roth knows about with like the labels and you have to have everything on there and it can't be certain things and all this stuff. He's going through the nutritional labels yeah. right now. Yeah, so same thing with her cookies about trying to get them out. Like you could ship them like, you know. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, under the, under the looks, but um, it's a whole thing to try to ship food. <laughs> Fuck. That's fucking wild. All right, hold on. Let me reel it in. I'm, my mind is fucking. Fuck. Um. So, what do you do for energy? You you cut out energy drinks completely? No, I like bangs a lot. That's, hey. like, the, that's like the one thing that I'll drink a bang or a Celsius. Celsius um, is my get down. Yeah, but I'll I still only drink those in my fasting my fasting window. Oh yeah, so you really fucking get it going. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I mean, you. I think you can get away with it because they're like zero calories, and mm -hmm. the whole point. Like when you're not in the, the spiritual aspect of fasting, like just the fitness side of it, you can get away because I think there's like zero calories and zero sugars and all that kind of stuff in a bang. Um, so you could there's probably a gray area, but I just don't even rock that boat. I just don't. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to be day 60 and somebody sees me with a fucking bang and says that I failed or something, you know. Oh, wait. So, so there's accountability on it. Well, on my end, there is. I would know. You okay. Know, I'm accountable okay. to myself. True. Like, there's, there's groups. You can join groups. And my sister is doing the 75 hard with me starting today. So we hold ourselves accountable. Right. And, like I'll text her and ask you know, what she ate. Is this the same sister that's burning the coasters? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Grinder like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Fuck she, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the closest with her, so I'm I'm trying to help her life as much as I can. That's in my hands. Right. So how hey, how old are you? Thirty two. Wow, you're crushing it. Yeah, bro. I'll be 33 in November. Damn, crushing it. We're the same age. Wow. Yeah. Wait, nope. my 33. Oh God, <laughs> this is what I'm talking. It's about. 2022. November, November okay. what? 15th. Okay. At least is the 19th. My wife. Scorpios. Ah. Yeah. Fucking Scorpios. Fucking crazy fucks. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it once or twice, man. He seems level-headed in comparison to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> He seems like easy to get along with. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a spiritual side to the fasting for you? Um, not, not really. Okay. Um, I mean, there's like, I used to do the cold showers with fasting and that, that's definitely on a spiritual side. Cause you kind of can't avoid it. You know, like I would put earplugs in and do a cold shower every morning after my run or my workout. Um, and that would be within a fasting period. So you're like depleted. And you got cold ass water on you and you got headphones in. So it's like the mildest version of a deprivation tank you could think of. Oh, and okay. so like those, you get real spiritual and you start to see shit. Those are like the organic hallucinations, you know, what? Um, in a, in a like the Wim Hof kind of get down. I think so. Yeah. That fool is gnarly. Yeah. I mean, all like create all the entrepreneurs and, and millionaires and all that shit. They do the, the deprivation tanks and the ayahuasca and stuff like that. Um, you know, the hallucinogens get to see, you know, get to see. <laughs> That's out for me. The last yeah. time I uh, did some hallucinogens, I went on a nine-month run that ended up with methamphetamine. So <laughs> we will be avoiding the hallucinogenics. Yeah, maybe, maybe step away. Yeah. On those yeah, I'm blowing lines of ketamine with a homeless person in Ocean Beach. It was not a good time. Yeah, they say cold showers and shit is really good for your heart. Oh, they're great. Yeah. They're, I've been I've been doing it too. After the gym and shit, I'll fucking just get in there and fucking man the fuck up and boof, fucking oh, stings the yeah. fuck out it's of a, you. It's a form of shock therapy to your muscles and everything. I have mm. one of my good friends. He owns a, a like a a gym in Calamesa, which is the town next to us. And his gym, they're it's awesome. Uh, they have they're really big on the um like the what's it called like the aftercare of working out, sure. like your post workout stuff. And they have freaking the tanks and they have the saunas that go up crazy and they have like a full on, um, uh, can't think of the, the guy, you know, the masseuses and all that okay. to really help you out. Like after you work out, mm. um, they're super big on that. I'm only kind of dabbling into like the post-workout kind of stuff. Um, the cold showers was like my extent of it. Yeah. That I've, I think it was Rogan. I was listening to, and they were talking about, uh, how just 30 seconds to a minute of at the end of your shower, making it cold yeah. is like good for you. Oh yeah. I would do. So I would take a normal, like I'd work out regular shower and then I just drop that bitch down. So <laughs> I, and I do like it. I try to do like one to three minutes. <sighs> yeah, I had, I, I bought like the, you know, earplugs, like water earplugs. And I would just stand in there for like two, one to three minutes. Usually eyes I'm closed. Gonna, just I'm going to try that. Just, yeah, yeah. Well that, you know, that's like a, another, you know, a big thing in, entrepreneurial world or you know all that stuff is uh, is gratitude exercises and, and the manifestation and all that kind of stuff so you know you can kind of do all of that when you're when you're in cold water it helps you focus more on what you're thinking about so when you think more about like gratitude and trying to do those kinds of things it kind of just compounds fuck yeah but I'm that, that is on more of a spiritual mental side of it love like you know that manifesting under the cold water or stuff like that really honing in on your thoughts and not being distracted by everything else because i mean you guys are business owners. You're constantly thinking about 20 other things mm. at every second. For sure. So being able to slow, slow it down, down like yeah. that, that's the biggest part about meditation. And that's why I think entrepreneurs 
gravitate to so hard to it because we do think like this has to ship we need supplies we got to order this we got to get this done this oh fuck what did they email me about yeah how many emails do i have to get through right now like everything else you got to do but when you can meditate and you can actually just sit and think about one solid thing i mean there's science back behind the neurons in your brain that help attribute to you know when you start thinking of something or seeing something and it comes out more and more that kind of stuff fuck mm. i don't know about you this level. is this has been the most informative podcast we've done in a hot minute especially on the business it. side of the house yeah no i love it i love it what the fuck i'm like i need to double down on my i need to stop listening to fucking two bears one cave and fucking all my funny podcasts like there's there's a time and place gets, yeah it gets you nowhere yeah but <laughs> real af though is a good one what's what's some other podcasts you recommend oh man the the real business owners just straight up the real business owners yeah that's what it's called yeah that one's huge i've been following them for long time they're they're awesome they they own an accounting firm and they invest and they're involved with andy Vrisella and all those guys as well um the hardcore closer by ryan steumann i mean that dude will teach you how to sell goddamn anything yeah um, hot he, coffee in hell dude it's crazy man he and he has he he has his own um website called like phone sites to where and and click funnels and all that kind of stuff i don't know if you guys have dove into the click funnel side of your websites and how to get leads and things like that no um, so that's like a whole other topic on on just click funnels um but he's really big on that ryan steumann and then uh sean whalen has a podcast that's more for relationships which is really cool i like to dive into that one every once in a while because i mean it, it, you know, you're married, you got to, you know, I, I like to work on that communication side of all of that within my marriage. So I listen to a lot of podcasts on that too. Damn. Yeah. I like that too. You are so well-rounded dude. I try, man. I wasn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm well, sure what, it's by trial and error. Well, that's what you're yeah. saying. You changed uh, in what, significant in the last, what, two years? Yeah. Th three years. I'd say like the last two to three years has wow. been completely different for me, especially like within, you know, my wife and I've been together for almost 10 years. We've been married for three uh, mm -hmm. three years of it and just listening to podcasts and, and things like that or reading more into those specific areas like helps me communicate like she's not the best communicator and she'll <laughs> be the first to fucking say it um so i go heavy on communication so i can help navigate both of us through it right which i mean completely helps and sean whalen's podcast is just called the sean and sack show he has his wife on and they talk and, and it's really cool because they're both entrepreneurs and my wife's a hairstylist so she's an entrepreneur so we both make our own schedules we're home all the time together with the kids and all that so being around each other that much like you gotta communicate in a, in a correct fashion or it's just go south and like Straight when i up. first when i had first quit and she wasn't used to be being home all the time this is before working on communication before trying to like speak better um i mean it was a lot harder you know like i would just go in and be like oh you're not doing anything and i'm working that's cool <laughs> you know? but, then, but, now, but now it's like a definitely a better place to be like i understand that you had a day so i'm gonna work like i normally would because i get that you're chilling opposed to just seeing it and getting pissed right um, which is how it kind of used to be so the the communication and everything which like i said you know you you are what you consume so I, all the content i consume it, it's all geared towards something very specific i'm very fortunate that i've like core uh curated my fucking instagram feed to be nothing but motivational shit well that's huge too i mean that's just a that's just a problem in itself for most people because everyone wants to keep up with the joneses but they're not doing anything about it so it makes instant depression yeah instantly all know? every single i just follow all the motivational instagrams that have reels on that and i literally can spend oh yeah 10 minutes just like okay and then i i'm like all right i'm fucking fired up yeah, hell yeah <laughs> 
dude, the communication side of things though, we're very fortunate in being in recovery. Like we have that sort of accountability and like, I know walking into my relationship, I was a lot better than my chick had ever experienced in the past. And like, there was a lot of growing that needed to be done. And I'm, you know, I'm not perfect, but I definitely have a, a great foundation for what good communication is and what being, not being a shitty dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I also like, if we get into little tiffs, I love to shut down and not say anything. <laughs> and that is the most fucking toxic shit you can do. Oh, that's my why. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. oh, but see, the other side of it for me is too, is like, if I say what I really want to fucking say, then we're going to get into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's fucking. So your wife likes to give you the stonewall treatment? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. fuck. And, and sometimes it's, I'll just go back to work. But uh, other times when, <laughs> when, it's, when it's a topic that needs to be discussed, I, I know how to like navigate my way into getting her to speak in a calm way at this point. So now we can have like full blown discussions after the fucking meltdown. And that is where the real growth happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. I, I, you know, first of all, being in a relationship is one of the hardest fucking things I've ever had to do <laughs> because when you're in a real relationship, because the relationships I was in before, I didn't give a fuck about their feelings. Yeah. You know, and I didn't really give a fuck about my feelings either. But the fact of the matter is my way or the highway or get the fuck out. You're, I can move on to the next one. You know what I mean? I know the fucking get down. You know what I mean? The sooner I get over you is get under one. You know what I mean? That yep. was like my life and my mentality for a very long time until I got with Elise. And, and, I, and I still dated women in recovery, but I still treated them the same way. Yep. And I got the same outcome. You know, and then it, it took to really more or less like, okay, I'm going to sit on my hands. I'm going to bite my fucking tongue. And, uh, I, you know, I don't need to do that any longer because I've worked on myself and I know how to communicate yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> you know, there's days where it, I forget about the, my communication skills or, you know, the new Dustin, you <laughs> know, but <clears throat> having somebody else that's working on themselves equally. Mm -hmm. And it's always funny, too, because we can call one another out like, mm, it's probably time for you to call your sponsor. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you don't want to get into their program or their relationship with their program but you have to at times yeah because you know the uh, in order for uh, two addicts that have their minds are constantly running because i know that her mind is just like mine you know and you know we just handle we just we're different people of course so i have to respect the fact that she's going to think of something differently than me yep and that's the biggest thing even with with b graph you know what i mean now that we're doing this venture you know i had to come to the realization like him and i are different and that's okay. You know what I mean? And eventually we're going to meet together and it's going to work out. And I know in the beginning stages of anything is very difficult. Oh yeah. You know, with all of us with LFG now looking back, LFG would not be where it's at if there wasn't the three of us. It just wouldn't because somebody else would have drove it a different direction than who knows, you know what I mean? And, and maybe that's not the case, but I want to say that that's the case. Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone learns different. Everyone hears different. Everyone feels different you know like one of my big things is like learning how to learn you know like learning how to learn is so huge because that even means how you speak to someone you're working with like how you communicate like you know a job needs to get done and you're gone or something it's got to be communicated all that kind of stuff especially within business especially within a startup you mm -hmm. know that's huge like you're saying mm -hmm. yeah it's been like watching i've known dustin for the better part of five years now and him and his wife are very headstrong very alpha 
type A personalities and watching, you can see them like butt heads mm. and you're like, Ooh, I wonder how this is going to shake out. <laughs> and like, he's definitely learned some patience and I'm not the easiest to fucking deal with cause I'm all over the place. So I've, I've definitely seen a lot of growth out of this jabron. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in order to grow, you have to fucking, you have to just calm down. You know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> uh, not quite there yet. You well, know what I mean? What is learning to learn? Extrapolate that for learning me. Learning to learn. I mean, everyone learns different. You might be a hands-on guy. He might be a, a, a literary guy that needs to read something, you know? And if you guys are completely different, but you're trying to get him to read a book and that's not how he learns, like, he ain't going to get shit from it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I think that huge, I teach my nine-year-old, I tell him all the time, like, you got to learn how you learn. Like, if you want to learn math, like, what's the way you're figuring those numbers out? Because once you figure that out, you can you can dive more into that that small aspect of it that's going to make it better for the rest of your life. Uh, especially him being nine, I'm very hard on how he learns and how he does things like that. Because it's a pivotal point to start learning and start kind of grasping how everything is. And, mm-hmm. you know, if he doesn't learn by me giving him a book, I got to figure out another way for him to learn because everyone's different. Especially setting these foundations, like setting these skills early on, that's fucking critical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are the boys into sports? Um, Your team my, dad? My No, I'm not a team dad kind <laughs> of guy. I'm really not. Uh, my nine-year-old does taekwondo. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, my five-year-old, he's starting to express that he likes guitar, which Ooh. is completely good with me. Right? So, uh, yeah, so we're going to probably get him in some guitar classes pretty soon here have a seat boy i'm gonna teach you this song called smoke on the water oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's pretty cool i there i'm not I, I i don't i'm not that group dad i don't do the sports dad stuff i'm very i'm super introvert like i don't really oh yeah i i am not the guy that's gonna come up and talk to someone yeah if you talk to me great we're gonna have a fucking rad conversation but if i have to go up to you like we ain't gonna, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't do it, man. Like I, I mean, even with like chicks back in the day, like I just didn't do it. They, I just, I just you're gonna come up. to me. <laughs> yeah, I just don't go. Up. I don't. I don't. I don't approach like that. I just don't do it. Oh, that'd be yeah. a funny thing if you're just hanging out at the baseball field with your kid, right? Whatever, and you come over to a guy and you're like, so. Sky's pretty blue today, huh? <laughs> that, that's me, dude. Yeah, right. That's a hundred percent me. Like I just don't. I don't do it. Right. <laughs> Baseballs and bats, huh? Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. What has? Oh, fuck, dude. I'm like so blown away by this. This this podcast has been so fucking. You've done more for me than I've done for you. Goddamn it. That's for fucking sure. Value exchange, man. Oh. All good. So. Scaling up from here into the shop, are you, are you looking at more equipment? Are you looking at more, what does it, what more does it equipment? look like? Um, I'll probably, I mean, I'm probably going to get another machine within like a month or two. Um, and then I have a plan, like you guys asked about another product that like what the products I do, I'm in the middle of starting another company um, that's actually going to be really cool. I know you guys will really like it. Um, so like I was telling you about that, the laser company that I get my stuff from, they had reached out to me at one point and wanted to work out a marketing like partnership deal because of my content. So they were going to send me a fiber laser for free and I was just going to, you know, make content for them and post pictures and do all that stuff. Um, so what a fiber laser does is it doesn't work the same way as my current lasers. It actually in, can engrave stainless steel and metal and all that kind of stuff. So oh, I got in, nice. in like I was telling you about, Rob Deerdick, his big thing is he builds businesses with the intent to sell and exit. 
So after hearing about that, because I don't ever plan to sell KC, I'll probably give it to my boys or do something. I don't want to get rid of it. It's it, it taps into too many industries and has too much potential to sell. So I want to start a business to sell because that's like what I want to retire on. So I have a whole plan based on getting this fiber laser and I'm going to create a company that's going to offer wholesale challenge coins. So um, the stainless steel challenge coins I'm going to be offering in wholesale and uh, maybe retail designs, cool stuff like that, but primarily in a wholesale fashion so I can sell them to like churches, you know, sobriety spots, um, all that kind of stuff for people who need them. And Dude, the military. The military. I have connections within like chaplains in the military that are already ready for it. I just got to get the machine and start moving forward. Um, so that machine coming into play works perfectly with me getting into the shop because I can actually have space for it. I'll have its own area for that company because I'm going to build that company and hopefully sell it. Fuck yeah. yeah so I want to build that company and then in like five to seven years try to sell it for over a mil. Fuck yeah. yeah. Dude, I fucking, it's going to happen. I can already see it. Yeah, it will. It will. It I, will. It'll either be five years or seven years, but in that marker, I want to try to sell it for over a mil so we can just like sit on some cash or reinvest it into something else. But Dude, and by then everything will have leveled out and come back to fucking earth. Yeah, and, and the challenge coins will be so much better. So I'm going to be building like an entire YouTube channel, uh, YouTube channel around the company so I can sell everything together. Fuck yeah. So like the, the monetize value of the YouTube channel mixed with the machines and the, you know, the client list and emails I'm trying to sell for over a mil. Once I get the yes. screen printing dialed, my next move is definitely a YouTube channel because there's a huge market for screen printing. Like there's two guys that really crush and both of them, one of them continues to post. One of them hasn't posted in over a year and that's the print life and then Lee Stewart designs, which is Rogue Lab. Oh yeah. I mean, Lee are dope, man. I talked to that dude. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lee's cool, man. All right. So I'm going to Winnipeg in November. Yeah. and I'm, I'm doing two d i so i quit my job and now i do dj sets around the country like i just did one in san diego i got another one this weekend but i also get to go to other cities he's from winnipeg so i'm definitely gonna invite him and see if i can get him to come hang out sick dude that's rad that you fucking talk to him i i fucking love that dude's content dude it's so good yeah it's I was, so good man we were i remember talking to that dude when he was uh setting up his shop and everything because i used to the his home shop yeah, Man, that shit is wild, dude. He had so his initial shit. shop was pretty much this, but like he painted everything. Did like yeah, all black. Oh everything yeah, black. everything was black. Yeah, and then like his motto is uh, "put in the fucking work," and I'm I just I get down yeah. to that kind of shit. Like I'm a very like moto type dude. Like yeah, well yeah, he <sighs> was a he was a, a motocross guy. Right? He was for years, and then he was a Harley stunt guy. Oh shit, he yeah. sold his Dyna in in the process. Like he needed the extra cash to get in for more shit for the shop. Yep. And like Rogue Lab is he now he owns a new house and has a detached garage that's like oh, it's three times it's yeah, massive. So he I get why he's so slammed because his production value like I'm also very big into like video and photo like his production value is always fucking good. Yeah. So it insane. takes a long time to edit. It takes it's a long him. time to film, and it's just him. Yeah. So you get a video like w once a month. He actually just dropped like two videos back to back. They're really good. The print life, however, is Cam Irvin out of Phoenix, okay. and this dude. He, he had been doing it for years and never really gained any traction. And then it was like he sold, he moved his shop and like got away from doing most of the print work, but he also had really good videos. And then it was like, uh, like he has ulcerative colitis and that caught up to him. And then like, it didn't seem like he was getting the traction except within the community. And then he like recently ellipsed a hundred K followers Shit. or a hundred K subs, but he hasn't posted in over a year. So if you, however, happen to listen to this, Mr. Cam, please get back to doing videos because I really enjoyed your content and it's helped me a lot. 
How did you how did you stumble across him? Lee? Yeah. Uh Instagram. Okay. Um actually so he's a big um he goes with Rock, right? R-O-Q. Yeah. ROQ, yeah. So my buddy Richard is one of the techs for Rock. And he what? goes out and he sets them up. So and I I, I actually make keychains for Rock. They sell they give them out with all their machines. What? Um, yeah. So uh, my buddy Richard, who is also like I think I made keychains around the same time I did stuff for you guys um, that far long ago, and he did print. He did hats and shirts and stuff, so he made my first round of hats and shirts, and I just traded him keychains for it. Trademark. And, uh, yeah. And so I followed Richard closely. Um, we're, we, we talk often, and Lee and Richard are, are tight. They would do, like, live videos or whatever together. So then I found Lee that way, and then I would just, like, kind of chime in with Lee ever here and there. And... Uh, at one point I had talked to him about lasers and I think I even tried to set him up with my sales rep to see if he could get a marketing deal with my laser, with the laser company I go through. That dude brands everything. Exactly. I was like, dude, they'll, they're dumb not to give you something. Oh, for but I, don't, sure. I don't know if it ever went through. I, and also lasers are like a whole other animal from like printing and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and he's got like the heat press. He's got, oh, now he's, he's doing direct to garment yeah, and I shit. I saw his DTG printer. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So ROQ is, another branch of Ryonet, which right. is yeah, Riley right. Hopkins, which is what we, we have. And like he, it's same way I did like picked Riley Hopkins based on their customer service and the quality of their product. And like, he got brand deals that way. And yeah. like, I don't really, I just think I'm a funny dude and I'm fun to watch. And I think I can make something good out of the YouTube. And then it also coincides not only with the print shop, but with the LFG side of things, doing events yeah. and like, me and Dustin's dream for this print shop is to be able to work Monday through Thursday and then take Friday, Saturday, Sunday and take our families and go on gnarly trips Hell and yeah. film it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and just yeah, do fun shit. Just do like really cool events too. And yeah. I, because we like doing events, but when we're doing events, you know, in our hometown and when it's the same event, I mean, it does, it gets monotonous. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the same old fucking thing. I, I want to go to Sacramento. I want to go to Sturgis. I want to go to Daytona. Yeah, like Vegas. All I would do. And it's like, yeah, that's, that is the fun stuff, but we've also fucking had to put in the work. You know what I mean? We've done some events to where it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Here, yeah. Dude? Like, yeah, I'll never say, but it's just like, okay, Hey, we did it, you know? And yeah. we sold, you know, two shirts and it's a win, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the, our philosophy. It's like, if we sell just one t-shirt at an event, we're cool. Hell yeah. You know, it's been, uh, I don't, and I also, back to the YouTube thing, I would like to do a combination of the um, Steve will do it, Mr. Beast, like I, I, like the recovery side of me. I just want to give money away. Oh, that fucking, yeah. who doesn't want to watch that heartwarming shit? Like, I just want to be, there was a one video that I recently watched with Mr. Beast that I'm like, I would fucking do that. It's like, I'll give you $1,000 or you can give 10000 to somebody else. Yep. And like, what happens is like, they finally bump into somebody. He's like, I want to give ten grand to somebody else. Well, he gives it to him and then, then that guy gets ten grand. i am like, yeah. Oh yeah, my nine-year-old is all about that stuff. Dude, Mr. Beast crushes. That's His insane. business model rips. Mm-hmm. And then like, he, I heard him on Rogan and he did another podcast that was generally about marketing and doing youtube and it was like yeah i spend about like a million to two million on each video now mm-hmm. when he does these gnarly things it's like talk about scaling up holy shit yeah that shit's nuts it's gnarly so what is the what aside from the shop what is the rest what does 2023 look like for keychain collective and alex 2023 uh man so i should find out and i'm hoping to get this shop in january it'll be like a january february if i if i end up moving in and if that happens, that's kind of what's going to set the benchmark of really what goes on. Because at that point, I'll be able to have the machines and I'll have, you know, a spot. Like a designated spot will be nice. But honestly, right now, like next year is all about just scaling, just growing more. 
Um, I think a lot of this year, like, like I said, my sales haven't been up this year. Cause, and a lot of that is me kind of like move the shop around. I built like an office in my area and kind of just the, like the production side of it. Like I need to get shit out faster. That's my thing is I got to get shit done quicker. So that's really what is happening. Um, I'm hoping to like kind of stack some cash away for like a, a, a payroll fund. So that way, cause I'm so bootstrapped. I'm, I'm debt free. I have zero. I took zero loans for all my machines. I'm bootstrapped to the fucking boot dude. Fuck um, yeah. So like I'm trying to get up to a certain point to where I can have a little nest egg for an employee. So I, they, they know they can work 40 hours a week and fucking get paid. Um, and that's turning into my buddy that's helping me right now. He's kind of putting in some sweat equity right now, which is a huge fucking help because no one has helped me in that way. Right. <laughs> so right. He's, he's coming through and helping me. And so he'll probably, I mean, he is going to be the guy that is going to be the number two. He'll run machines and do all that stuff. But if I'm gone or I'm out of town, it's not like he's going to really be in my garage running lasers and shit like that. So getting the shop will make that a million times better. And then after that, it's really just going to be the the scaling. One thing I am trying to work harder on is the automation for my website. So being able to automate sales and automate responses and things like that will start to kind of come in. But I'm the one responding and writing every DM, which is cool. And it makes it great for my for my clients. But at a certain point, I do got to step away from that kind of stuff. So, yeah, and the other side of that, in. though, the automation sucks sometimes. Yeah, and that's why I haven't done it. Yeah. So I know there's ways to do it. I know there's some people who have specific companies and programs that do it well. Um, but I just got to figure out what's best because I don't, I don't want to dive dive into that and then people get pissed. Right. Know? So like that's why I haven't done it. It's it's a it's a. A big step, but it's like one that has to be done correctly. Cause yeah. and I'm sure you feel the same way with the control side of it. It's like I don't feel like anyone's gonna do it as well as I'm gonna do it. Yeah. yeah and I don't exactly. want this automation to cost me a sale. Yeah, right? and I have I have systems like uh, you know, in the within the Instagram app you can have saved replies where you can type in a word and it shoots out a specific pitch or a specific thing oh shit um, which i can show you guys because that's yeah. huge especially you're telling me you're sliding to dms these days i'll oh, show yeah. you um i i whiteboarded this entire system for my buddy who's going to start doing sales for me um so hmm. i can show you but yeah i have certain words like if i if i'm hitting up like an off-road industry that i like i can type in like off-road or off and a whole sales pitch will come up that's geared towards that industry so it's very organic and i did write it i'm just sending it out 10 times faster um, and that's what I've been doing and that's how I've been doing my sales, which is working. So I'm trying to figure out a way to get it automated by using my responses in the correct fashion. And that's taking time. Fuck. Hmm. Dude, it has been an absolutely incredible episode and I'm so grateful you came down here to see us. Dude, me too, man. I'm, I'm, I was stoked to come out. You got any parting words for the people? No, just don't fucking stop, man. I mean, if you got a if you got a passion, and you got a business idea, just start and don't stop. And if you need help, I'm fucking here. Fucking a. <laughs> yeah, I love that right there. Yeah, because that's that's our philosophy too, man. Like, we do not care if any. You're not going to take anything away from us, you know. And we're always willing to give back, dude. I literally, I literally just sold a laser to a guy in the town next to me, and I'm going out there Friday to help him set it up and help him with leather work. Nice, like. Not worried about competition. Not even worried. No, happy to help him. I'm sending him templates. Like, happy to help. Fuck yeah. It comes back. If yeah. you get it, comes back. If you have the good intent behind it, it comes back. I'm here for that. I, 
had no idea what I, I what I was getting myself into when you came when you were like, yeah, I'm coming down from Redlands. This has been an absolute fucking pleasure, dude. This has been Same. so good for me. Like, <laughs> I think I really I really hope you got something out of this, but I know I absolutely fucking oh, I'm course. like. I'm ready to fucking go. I'm ready to get the fucking turn on the oven. Let's fucking print some fucking shirts today. Yeah, you have a you have a great business savvy, dude. Thank yeah, I'm real. I'm like what Graf said. Yeah, I'm taking. You know, I'm being really selfish, dude. This has been a great podcast because it has been a lot of things where my brain is just like clicking in. You know. God. Can we just have a conference call every week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for it, man. I'm yeah. down with that. I don't mind. God. I do that for people. I have people. I I help a lot of people in dms which is honestly why i want to do this coaching group because i do spend a lot of time in my dms talking to people about how to do things or what website platform they should use or how to do sales and all these kinds of things so if i can do a actual coaching group where i can get on a live video once a week and you know this week we're gonna learn how to make pngs and get your 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 fucking instagram pictures looking correct and professional you know this is how you make a professional email that's not a yahoo account you know get a bigger account because you're not going through gmail you know shit like that like i could do that every week for people and i was looking at your website or your instagram it's fucking clean thank you it's really clean and i like the fact that you have like your family in like you have pictures of Mm -hmm. your family in with your business oh yeah i I, I mean it's authenticity yeah Yeah. authenticity is huge these days because you know, we used to world, live in a world where fucking snake oil salesmen were everywhere and, and you couldn't say anything. And now you get one bad review and it's on the Internet. You're fucking screwed. Like you can't be a bad person on the Internet or everyone knows. And if you're authentic with your life and with, with what you're trying to do, like it shows. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. God damn. Fantastic show, man. Thanks for coming on. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. God damn. You guys fucking. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we can probably do like. 10 shows with Alex. I know. <laughs> I definitely want to do a could recap. Just, could we come to San Diego? I mean, we'll come up. Well, yeah, dude, we'll bring the show to <laughs> yeah, you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you I'm motherfuckers I'm know the it, deal. Man. Come to the, set it up in the oh, show. Wait, wait, hold time out. Hold that. Oh, hold on. Oh. Oh. Hold on a minute. What the fuck? I didn't even <laughs> mean to hit it. It just kind of hit it. It just kind of hit it. Brand new. What song you want to go out to, man? Oh, shit. Oh, that's classic, man. I'm, I'm about it. All right. Yeah? Do it up. You heard the fucking man. Let's fucking go, This is another episode of the LG1904 show. You know what the Y'all know the deal. Here it comes. Bing bong. Yes, sir.